Welcome back to the Blues Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Jason, and here with Chris. What it do? Sorry, I was delayed there. I was Sue. I'm hurting today. You've had a long day, haven't you? I have. I was one of the idiots who got up early and went and got a Nintendo. Yeah, that's right. At least you got one. I got one. Those things are like cigarettes in prison, hard to find. No kidding. And you should have seen the people pulling up, getting angry. I bet. Ooh, man. There's some angry people like, why are you giving line tickets? Well, it says it on line and... In the ad and in the email. So, did you use the same trick for this that you did for Hatchimals? To a degree, like it was, it was like kind of like online, so I knew it was going to be at like every Best Buy, but I didn't know. How oh, every Best ma- Buy. Was I didn't know it. how many though. So it's one of those things where I heard limited stock, so it's like could be two, could be could two, be 40. and I want to be in twenty, twenty-four to be technical. Right. So I wound up I was number ten. There you go. Even though some people were in line, I was number seven, and they got out of their car. And I'm trying to thing. think. Crack. The last time I've done that was probably a year ago for Force Friday. Yeah, I wanted to see all the new Star Wars toys, and I, I went to um, Toys R Us for like the midnight opening, mm-hmm. and I was like twentieth in line, and we got there, and uh, they were only loading people in like ten at a time. Yeah, and we got there, and remember I was tw- I was like nineteen in line. By the time I got in, the sh- shelves were empty. That's crazy. Because the first ten people just basically dumped just, everything in the cart. Yeah, just mm-hmm. went down the aisle with their arms out and dumped it all in. And I was like, you know what, man? I know Dumb. you're selling eighty percent of this on eBay. Like, be cool. Be cool. We'll just leave at least a couple of things up there. Um. Yeah, capitalism. Yeah. Oh, I know. So, Hooray. oh, because the first guy was like, oh yeah, I'm going to put this on Craigslist and I meet at the police station and I'll make like a good hundred and fifty dollars off it. He will. And I'm like, that's awesome, dude. Uh, by the way. F you, buddy. Yeah, you're a prick. Yeah. So, anyway, on to somewhat better news, I guess. Blue kind of, sort of better, dude. Until recently, God, man, it's been it's been kind of a rough uh, two weeks, two and a half weeks, pretty much. It's like up and down. Like, yes, play really good, play awful, play really good, blow a lead, play pretty better, blow, blow a lead. another lead. Man, it's been. Blue, I actually it's been hard for. Blue. Harvard Blues fans, the last couple of weeks. So. I was uh, just on X before we recorded, and I said the same thing. Hella dumb. Well, they as I was driving over, uh, they started Sports Open Line, and the first question was, because we're through 33 games right now as we're recording. Mm-hmm. The Blues are only three points off the mark from last season. Yeah, so not and much. had they won the Chicago game or the Edmonton game, be they'd be even. exactly the same. Yeah. Um, but the question was, does this feel the same as it did last year? Nope. And I called in and I said, "There's a, the major difference for me as a fan is at this point last year, I felt like this team could overcome any deficit. I never felt like we were out of a game. Correct. And this way. year, I feel like this team could cough up any lead. We're yeah. never safe. It's kind of like from a couple, two or three years ago, when they yeah. were kind of just like it, which year was it? It was maybe the year after the Minnesota over the uh, Minnesota playoff loss, where mm-hmm. like everything there like emotionally fragile, and yep. you know Paul Stastny like called the team out for like everybody's so down about a loss, and it's just like a loss out of you know, right. it was a loss in like November or something like that, right. and his team was devastated. 
So it seems like that kind of like psyche is kind of seeping back in this team, and that kind of worries me, honestly. Yeah, you know, what I said on uh, Facebook after the Chicago game, which we'll get to, and I said it on KMOX tonight, is I said championship teams know how to win these games. And you go back to the 1990s and look at the Detroit Red Wings. If you were playing Detroit in the 90s and you were trailing at the end of the second period, that game's over. Yeah, they shut it down. They locked it down. You never, ever saw Detroit cough up a third period lead. Or if it was like it was like a blue once in a blue moon yeah. type thing, it wasn't like a regular like wasn't twice in about ten days, right? Yeah. And and that's the one thing that this team can't do is close out games. They started to do it last year, and that's why I said like. Last year, it felt like there was never a deficit this team couldn't overcome. Yeah. Whereas this year, I just I never feel like we're out of the woods. I feel like we could be up by four goals with three minutes left, and we're still not safe. Yeah, and this is the one that earlier in the year, um, especially we made our predictions. I was, I you know, I was optimistic saying they get second, but I also said I wouldn't be surprised. If this is a wild card team, yep. just depending on how things came together. Obviously, yeah. certain players aren't playing really well some players are starting to come on like mm-hmm. they have spurts um tarasenko is literally almost i think he's almost off you know, one point off the lead now because mcdavid had a point last night yes. too. so he's still a point off the lead yep. but i mean he's he's tearing it up having an almost mvp type season i agree he, we've never the blues fun fact have never had an art ross trophy winner so that means the most points in the league right uh, even brett hall with his 86 goals that one that's year. insane isn't it yeah but that's also the, the two other players were in their prime like uh, uh, what pang and uh yeah kelly talked about last night mario lemieux yeah wayne gretzky were in their prime it's tough yeah, so it's two of two of the greatest to play and you're the and you have your best season ever and yeah. Still can't catch him, which is insane. That's a good, he has a good time for hockey, man. Yeah, that was late 80s, early 90s, man. Those are awesome. So let's get into some games real quick, and then uh, we'll go into our really important announcement of what is going on f- with us during the Winter Classic. Yep. So to involve you guys, the fans, we want you to join us. So we'll get into that after uh, we go over games. Also, if you probably haven't noticed after I'm, you know, five, six minutes talking already. Ashley's not here. Ashley's not here. <laughs> she, uh, We're recording after the whole uh, – Ice apocalypse. Ice apocalypse that we're going with, uh, where kind of ice came out of nowhere Friday and Saturday of last mm-hmm. week, where it took me the normal 15, 20 minute drive to get home. It took me 93 minutes to get home. That sucks. It, it was remind me of our famous ice night uh, leaving your house. Oh, dude. Where it took me four hours to get home from O'Fallon to Florissant. Was that the night that they shut down the ramp yeah, from I, 70 to 270? And then I still went down the ramp <laughs> when they nice. told me not to. But I want to get home, and I would not want to be stuck on a highway. Correct. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Hey, Chris, don't worry. I'm fine. There's a plow right in front of me, and the plow is in the median. I'm going to die. <laughs> My favorite call of all time. Yeah. So awesome. It was also the night where you guys were bitching about traffic and ice, and I sent you guys a picture of me on the couch with my feet up and a cup of coffee. Yeah, because like, I think a couple, of our, a couple of our friends left like 15 minutes before me, and I stuck around and talked to Chris about something. I'm an a-hole. And then, uh, you know, dude, I was, I was sitting in the car like, oh, I'm going to kill him. But uh, we uh, they, I stayed around and talked to you for 15 minutes. That 15 minutes while it cost me probably like two hours. Yeah, that was a bad Be- night. Yeah, not fun. But anyway, so Blues, last time we left you, we are going into Nashville. I think we recorded that actually this night, uh, right, right before this game, I believe. Yes. So Blues play the Predators, and you're like, they look really good. Yes, they did. So the Blues start off. Kevin Shatker gets his seventh of the year from Vladimir Tarasenko at the 10-12 mark. Uh, so good start for him. And then somebody else who is having uh, kind of a renaissance this season 
and I'm happy to see it because I was really kind of afraid he'd be one of those guys who would slowly get cast aside. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Reeves gets his second of the year. Yeah, I'm really happy that he seems off to a sniper a type shot, man. He like got the puck in the slot from an awesome pass from Brodziak, who stole it and threw a no look pass to him in the slot, yep. and he rifled it over uh, Pekarene. So Reeves is the second from Brodziak and Edmondson at the 16:41 mark of the first. So the Blues tearing it up, playing very well. I was in New York for this game, and I was watching the scores click through on my phone, and. Uh, I remember thinking, wow, we're, there's no way that this game can go bad if Ryan Reeves is scoring. And then it gets even better. So the Blues are on a power play, and the Blues newcomer Brad Hunt gets his not first. Mike. Not Mike. Gets his first of the year, first as a Blue, from Tarasenko, who has a nice pass through the uh, – a seam pass right through the middle. And also Shaq gets the assist. And this is early in the second, about the 149 mark, and Hunt just rifles a shot past uh, Pecorine again. So you, you're like – Three nothing, still early, but we're at this time we're still playing well. It's not like we're like, oh, it's just bounces going our way or right. whatever. Like, we're playing really well, so we're playing really well. Then, unfortunately, right off a of faceoff, James Neal gets a quick goal, like not too soon after. So you're like, cool man, not a it's big been deal. Another thing that I've been noticing with this team is giving up a lot of goals off faceoffs. Yeah, one last night in Edmonton game, we're recording on the twentieth. Yep. Um, the James Neal goal. James Neal goal. Uh, there was the game. Uh, the Islanders the game. The Islanders game. Two I, of them. Anders, Anders Lee was the one. So, a very uh, conspicuous. Like I said, there's a lot of problems with this team right now. And they're going to have to figure it out if they want to be successful. Uh, so, Philip Forsberg, who is struggling this season pretty bad, to the point where my friend has offered me a, tr- like a trade for anything for him in our uh, fantasy league. Justin said, really? take him off my hands because I'm tired of underachieving guys. We just have friends who don't get hockey. And I'm like, cool, I'll give you – I gave him William Nylander, who's not bad, actually. Right. I think it's a pretty decent trade. Anyway, Phil Forsberg gets his third of the year off a rush and puts it right through the five hole of Jake Allen, which is – this is one of those, like, you should have had this, Jake Allen. Yes. And for, this is from Ardvinson and Ekholm at the 622 mark of the second. So, Blue's still leading 3-2. to two. Brad Hunt has the winner. Nashville's coming on. Blue's hanging in there. So, you're like, hey, just hang in there. It'll be okay. And then I forgot what happened here uh, with me because I remember missing this period for some reason. I don't know what happened. Uh, well, I was in New York, so I didn't get to see any of it. So let's All just I go know through. Is my phone started going crazy. Yeah, I saw it was just a couple of these. I know people won't say they were weak, but I'm not sure. So Ryan Johansson gets his sixth of the year from Colin Wilson at the 304 mark. Three three. So it's three up. And literally six, about six minutes exactly later, Mike Fisher, Mr. Carrie Underwood, gets his sixth of the year from Colin Wilson and Arvinson, 902 mark. Then Mike Ribeiro gets his fourth from Smith and Fiala at 1031. So you're like, oh, this is going well. And then Mike Fisher finishes it off. Uh, actually gets a legit goal. It's not even empty netter, I don't think. Uh, his seventh of the year. From Watson at the at a eighteen thirty eight mark, so count that, boys and girls. That's one, two, three, four, fifth, six goals unanswered. And uh, man, this is this is probably worse than the uh, Columbus game, in my opinion. Yes, I think it's and it's foreshadowing of things you, to come because you were in this game to start, and the yeah. and the Columbus game, you were never in that game. No. Um. So this night, I think neither me and you saw this game. No, we I did not. 
because we were both busy different locations. Correct. Uh, watching Rogue One. If you haven't seen, by the way, side note, you've not seen that yet. Brilliant, brilliant movie. So my buddy, who's a massive Star Wars fan, side note, said it's the second best Star Wars movie. Kevin Smith says it's better than Empire, and Ooh. I was like, that's a tough call. I watched Empire over the weekend because it was on TNT. Yeah. That's hard. Um, hard to say. I say it's a close second. Be, I like a second. Yeah. Before we second. go down the Star Wars nerd hole, I'll just say that I think I liked this better. And I loved episode seven, but I think I oh, liked yeah. this better than seven because it's um, a Different. more original story mm-hmm. where episode seven should have just been called A Newer Hope. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. We'll stop it there. So Blues, you know, like, and it continues. So they're in New Jersey the next night. I watched this game. So No, I didn't. No, you did not. This is the one. That, I, was, I was watching Rogue One. It was Wednesday night. Yes, so this is uh, Adam Henry gets his seventh year from Travis Zajac at the 749 mark. And then Miles Wood, you, yep, whoever that is, gets a good second year. Yeah, gets it from Adam Henrique and Kyle Palmieri at the 1136 mark. So you're like, oh, fantastic. This here we is, go again. Here we go again. But luckily, before the end of the period's over, Vladimir Tarasenko gets his 15th of the year from Schwartz and Hunt on, like I said, on the power play at the 1706 mark. So you're like, hey, Hopefully we can hang in there. It'll be good. Uh, so this is at home. Yes. Because I... Blues come home from the short East Coast trip. So Yori Laterra gets a goal that's uh, technically hit off of him. But, hey, you got to take whatever you can get right take now. Take it, man. Uh, Fabry and Tarasenko gets the uh, assist at a 205 mark. So quick 2-2. Very excited. Alex Petrangelo gets the sixth of the year off. Of, like, this pass was... This whole sequence, I remember this highlight, was so... It was a very good cycling play. And the Devils got so confused that Petrangelo is virtually right by the goalie by himself and just has an easy tapping goal from an awesome pass from Tarasenko. Petrangelo gets his sixth of the year from Tarasenko and Shattenkirk at the 745 mark. And the Blues are rolling at this point and looking good, 3-2. to two. And you know things are going your way, and this is not a downer on him. As Nail Yakupov gets his third off the year. He takes a shot coming rushing in off the wing off a really good rush, hits off the defenseman's stick and just – Kind of like skies over the goalie, and Schneider did not know where it went, and then just went behind him, and then that. It was a goofy goal. Yeah, but it's one of those things where I got him going, and he's looked better. Yeah, he really has. I think he's really starting to come on, which is good. There's just something we need from that third line. Yes. Uh, and that's from Stasny, the nine-minute uh, mark. And speaking of coming on, phrasing, is uh, Patrick Bergen gets his second in the year, and this is a – he blocks up a shot at the point, and there's an empty net goal. He just taps it in. He needed it. You know – and foreshadowing, it, he needed because he winds up playing really well. After yeah, this. I think Berglund's had a great week. Yeah, that third line is starting to come around slowly, and Yakupov's looked better in all facets I, of the game. I agree. I, you know, Yakupov played a couple of games this week, and again, I don't know why they're playing Yaskin over him mm-hmm. because, to me, Yaskin looks slow and not in the mix a lot, and Yakupov – has got explosive wheels, speed. man. Yeah. He's just fast. Like I noticed in the Edmonton game that we just watched, and I don't know if it just goes Edmonton or what, he was just on top of people like instantly with his speed. Like yes. the puck would be in the zone, then all of a sudden he'd be on top of them, and it caused confusion. And Absolutely. Then get the puck. So I think it's an asset that even though you might excuse some of the defensive lapses, stuff like that, I think you should ex- you know use that over I agree. So, I, you won't get an argument from me otherwise. So – um, let's get into this game. This is the game that's super disappointing to me. Out of all the games that we're going over, this is the game that's the most disappointing to me because it was a it was so entertaining just 
but I think the Blues easily could have had this, and they would have been within a couple points of first place. Yep. This is a four-point swing. And then it wound up being that then Chicago foreshadowing wins again the next night, and now all of a sudden we're, instead of being four points out, ten. now we're ten. And so that really hurts. So let's get into this And it's a game game. the Blues should have had. Yeah. So start off really well early. Uh, Patrick Bergwin, 41 seconds in, uh, rifles a shot off of Scott Darling's glove, and it trickles just by him. And, uh, if you looked at the entire body English of the crowd, like everyone started leaning one way. Yeah, like, trying to get, it, get it. the goal. And because of, uh, Seabrook just misses it with his stick, mm-hmm. and it goes in. So I uh, get that from Edmondson, who probably played his best game as an NHL of this game. Yes. Because he was noticeable on both ends of the ice to me. I think he was I think hitting guys, making great defensive plays, and contributing in the offensive end. Through the first 40, I would say this is the best game the Blues have played since game one in Chicago. Yeah, I think that was a very complete game. Uh, so, unfortunately, they can't uh, end the period on top. So, the 1934 mark, Dennis Rasmussen gets a goal from Panic and Kruger. Just a good, dirty goal. Yeah, just in front of the In net. front, just, puts it up over his over his shoulder. Yep. So, And and this is a, another thing that Blues are hurting on. And this has never been a Blues strong point. We never had like a, a crease-clearing guy. But man, this year it's been so noticeable, and it's yep. real. This game, especially Kevin Shattenkirk, dude, like put your ass into somebody. Do something because the game-winning goal here that we're going to talk about. Mm. If you tied that dude up, nothing would have happened. Yeah. Uh, as much as I want to say, I think Jake Allen hasn't been fantastic. This is not all on him. At the no, same time. it's not. Not at all. I mean, you're right. There was a couple of these goals that you need rebound, your guy to rebound save. control too has been not. But the best. yeah, people were very quick to to get on Allen. I was like, guys, this was not Allen's loss. Like this was a team letdown. Yeah, overall, it's just not good. And they so, played so great through forty. Yeah, it, I mean it was competitive. Yeah, it wasn't. Really it was a, good. such a fun game. Yeah, that's like why I even I had friends it. in Chicago calling me, going, "It's like May all over again." This felt like that seven game series. Yeah, like, like both teams just standing at center ice and punching each other in the face, which was awesome. So Kyle Brodziak, this this fourth line is, is pretty much a third line, and Hitch yeah. has even said it in his uh, comments after games. Like he play, he said, "I can play them against anyone." Yep, which is a huge compliment, especially to. Not to pick on him again, but Ryan Reeves, who was known in the last, you know, his whole career is just kind of like. He's a grinder. He was a grinder slash fighter. Like, you know, the guy that got there, he's going to throw a couple of hits and fight a guy, and that's all he does. Yep. He might get a goal, one goal a year, and it's just kind of a dirty goal. But he's played, his skating's improved, He's his hockey skills mm-hmm. are coming out, and I think it's not only beneficial for him, it's beneficial for the Blues. 100%. So. We've never really had an enforcer that could actually play hockey. Yeah, we never had I the mean, closest thing I guess you technically could say, and you thought we enforcer was like Bacchus. Right. To a degree. And I Bacchus guess. was more just a mean forward. Yeah. He was, I'm trying to think, like, like he's more like a Cam Neely. Yeah. That's a good. You call. know, he was a, a power, true power forward where he could skate, he had skill, but when need be, he can drop the gloves and, and punch you in the face a few times. Yeah, so Braziak gets a goal. Uh, this is the weird goal where off the stick. Yeah, Scott, uh, Scotty Hartle broke his stick during this play in a, he, a very good cycling play. And yeah. Then, so the puck goes the other way, and Hartle jumps. It's not even on ice at this time. He jumps off, and uh, somebody else jumps on. I think Steen jumps on, but uh, Braziak steals it at center, comes in, and gets a pass from uh, Reeves, yep. who, who got the who got the puck first, and fires a shot, and it hits the stick. That's probably about the. I'd say just Middle, below the dot. Just below the dot, probably. And it hits it and just goes 
perfectly, perfectly between Scott Darling's legs, and Darling just throws his arms up like, "Ain't nothing you can do about that." There's nothing you can do about that, and that's a perfectly legal goal. And people yeah. are saying like, "Should it be should Hart, be Upshaw's Hart, leg?" Upshaw's yeah. Goal. yeah, that was awesome. So, uh, very good goal, and Edmondson's second uh, assist tonight, I believe. Correct, Edmondson's yep. second assist, and he's like I said, he's had by this time he's had a couple of plays. Where I'm like, okay. Like if he can keep this up, like this is a second second pairing guy that you want. Yes. And Carl Gunnarsson, like you can go away. Yeah. He, he is slowly out of the injury or what it is, but he's just not. He's looking at Carl Gunnarsson, not from the playoffs last year where I thought he played pretty well. Yes. But he's looking at Carl Gunnarsson from two playoffs ago where I want did not want him back at all. Yeah. I, you know. So I, my, part of me thinks it's an injury, but I hope could be. I hope that's it. I rather could I really be. hope it is. I rather have somebody. I rather have everybody playing well and not trash talking the team. I really rather have that. Well, and I think that people mistake trash talking the team for just being honest. Like yeah. we could be we could be homers. Yeah. And tell you, oh man, you know, be like whatever reason that it's not the Blues' fault while we're not 82-0. and 0. But the fact is, like, there's there's guys, like, like in any sport, there's guys on the team that are going to have great streaks and guys that are not. Yeah. And Gunderson right now just is not playing good yeah. hockey. So this is uh, Brad Hunt is, like, out of this last two games, and so the Blues have been losing, so people are like, hey, maybe you should put him back in because, you know. Well, my, I you're think playing a game, as of the time of this recording, we're playing a game in about a half an hour, and not Mike Hunt. Is in, is in the, the game. game, and we might be sitting a couple of guys. Ratty might be playing tonight because a couple of those people are sick. So I heard. So I heard we'll that Yaskin is in. Yaskin's in. Yakupov so. out. Is Yakupov out? That's what Cam Walk said. Okay, yeah, right, right. Uh, unless there's an illness and they have to put him in. Yeah. Um, and that uh, Brad Hunt is in. Yeah. So it's be interesting uh, times. So and then a defensive mix up here on the change where Gunnarsson and Pareko got mixed up, and of course, of all guys you want to sign on breakaway, Patrick Kane's probably the last guy. And he gets a breakaway and puts it perfectly between uh, Jake Allen's legs. And he gets his ninth of the year from Van Riemsdyk, who sprung him at the 1044 mark. Is there anybody in hockey history that you remember hating more passionately than Patrick Kane? Ronick when I was little. But obviously, you know, the thing with Ronick, like I hated him because he was a good player and he was a Blackhawk, but he didn't have the douchiness, the douchebag factor. That Pat Kane has, yeah, like the awful hair, the, the stupid celebration, the smugness, like, oh, yeah. I, you know what? And the thing is, if he was a blue, we'd love him. Oh yeah, that's odd. But every player man, like he is just the douchebag factor alone on that guy. Yeah, is just almost horrendous. a blue, close one year away. Think if we, no, had, we had we offered a trade that year, all three of our first rounders for him. Really? And they said no. Well, think about the fact that had the Blues crapped out a year earlier or a year later, we would have had Sidney Crosby or Pat Kane. Yeah. Instead, we got Eric Johnson. Mm. <sighs> Hurts. Anyway, Patrick Berglund gets his fourth of the year. Comes right back, which is a nice uh, passing play by Peronstein and Berglund. Fantastic goal. Yeah, so this came, I came out of nowhere. All of a sudden, I was kind of like looking down at my phone. Then all of a sudden, this amazing passing play and quick goal. He gets his... Uh, Fourth of the year from Steen and Perron, the 1434 mark. And you're like, all right, if, guys. If memory serves, they said this was his fifth yeah. two-goal game of his career. He's never had he's a hat never trick. Had a hat-trick. I'm like, thanks, John Kelly. So he's officially uh, screwed now. Yeah, thanks, John. Oh, I said that because five minutes before, he talked about how Patrick Kane was on a 10-game scoreless streak. And I was like, well, he's good for one tonight now. Yeah. And, and then, like, and on cue, it Pat Kane on the breakaway. Yep. 
And then uh, off a really nice passing play, uh, Brian Campbell gets his third of the year. Oh. Uh, Panarin with a really nice pass. Somebody the missed their guy. Uh, I think it was, I want to say Bo Meester off the top of my head. I'm not saying just because it's him, right. but I think that was honestly his guy that he was not covering from uh, Panarin and Kane to 1859 mark. So you're like, son of a bitch. Yeah. Here we go Here again. We go again. No, three, three. Three. But and, wait. Wait. The Blues actually know how to score at the end of a period. So Alex Shocking. Petrangelo gets his seventh of the year uh, from Another Edmondson. Yeah, and Laterra, he just rifles this shot over the blocker side. He didn't have much room on that side. He no. put it in the only spot he could. So you're like, this is fantastic. And then uh, the third period starts, and I said, I always said, not out loud in my head, I go, all right, guys, don't let them score in the first couple minutes, and I think we got this. Oh, I thought, wait. Oh, wait. Uh, Nicholas Yalmerson gets his fourth a year from Panarin and Kruger at the one-minute mark. One minute in. It, I mean, it was just a play where they kept it in the zone, and he just fired a shot from the point, and there were screens in front. And Yep. That right was a good there. goal. That was I a mean, good goal. It was just one of those things where it's it just, wasn't like, crappy. frustrating. Yeah, it wasn't that Allen missed it. it. Yeah, it's frustrating, but, I mean, it was a perfectly executed play, and it was a great goal. And then this guy scores randomly. This is the guy that uh, – a shot was taken by Seabrook, and Al made a really good save, and it just dropped in front of him. And Kevin Shattenkirk had his back to this guy, and it was not tying him up at all, or not tying him up well enough. And Vinny Hinestroza, right, that guy, gets his seven, his excuse me second of the year from Seabrook and Hosa at the fifteen thirty five mark in the third. And I look up, that's it. Yeah, I was afraid too because it's like Blues when they pull the goalie. It's, it's not, not gone well. Yeah, and of course it doesn't go well because they turn it over at the blue line, and Panarin pretty much walks it in and just fires a shot, his 14th of the year. Good for me and my uh, <laughs> fantasy team, but not good for the Blues. Now, I will say. And from Keith at the 1911 mark, and the Blues go on to once again lose. And drop a third-period lead for the second game in a row. Mm-hmm. That's now, a constant theme. I will say that we had more pressure with the goalie pulled that I've seen us in a while. I'll say with that a much. long You're time. I, there were a few times. Boy, David Perron. Oh, that, oh, that one the slot where he had it. And just, just walked rocked. it in and put it wide. Just, I mean, they showed the replay too, and it was probably six inches wide. I mean, yeah. he had a spot picked out and just barely missed it. There were a couple of plays in that sequence where I really thought the Blues were going to come tie it up. Um, you know, it's it's a shame, and and this is where we go back to what we said in the beginning of the of the uh, the show is that good teams find ways to win tough games, mm-hmm. and last year the Blues did that. The beginning of the season, the Blues did that. They're not doing it now. They're coughing up leads. This is now the third game between Chicago. We beat them by two in their house. And they've now beaten us twice in St. Louis. Once in overtime, which you and I were at. Yeah, fantastic. And then um, Friday night. Saturday. Yeah, I'm sorry, yep. Saturday night. Yep. Um, you know, what concerns me is that these two teams are obviously very, very evenly matched. Yeah. Um, but, but the top-end talent, man. The top-end talent in Chicago is much better. And the thing is, like, I don't know if it was just because of Bacchus or whoever it was, man, but, like, there was times when Chicago had the puck, and then, don't be wrong, you're keeping them to the outside, but it was like Harlem Goldtrotters, man. They were just like – It did. Our early 90s Red Wings, where it's just like you're just waiting for them to make that one pass, and then bang, it's in. And you know what? That was the third period because yeah. the first 
at least 30 minutes in the second. In the second. It was start, started like about a third of the way through the second. The Blues were intercepting passes. They were standing them up at the blue line. The Hawks yeah. were getting nothing. So part of me thinks they're like, tired. Because I kind of heard Rutherford kind of talk the other day that just they've had one of the it most games. Be. But at the same time, you're only two games off of what um, Chicago's played, and Chicago's running away with things. Like You know what I think some of the difference is, and it's – you know, the same thing that the Hawks have gone through the last few years is, you know, you play deep into the playoffs. You don't get that recovery time. Um, I don't know, man. We could look into a crystal ball and try to figure out what we think the problem is. Mm -hmm. Um, At the end of the day, you have to win these games. Yeah. You know, you, you can't leave division of games against our number, number one team. You have to, and when you're up, steal a game here, when you're up four to three going into the third period on home ice, where, you have one of the best records in hockey. You can't leave those two points on the table against your division rival who you're chasing in the standings. Yep. You can't do it. Pretty simple. And uh, I, I would say that this makes the Winter Classic a must-win. No, I, I agree. I think you need to steal that game for sure. Because that's the last it. game for them in St. Louis, right? I believe so. I have to, I'll double-check it, but I don't think so. This past weekend was the third of five. The Winter Classic will be the fourth of five. And I believe it's three St. Louis, two Chicago. I or don't three. think it's one and four. Yeah, so we'll have to check that out and see. But uh, let's get into those last game. But think about that. Mm, that's crazy. This time next week, we will have played Chicago four times already. Four times out of five times the entire series. That means between January second and the end of April, almost four full months, we will only see the Chicago Blackhawks. One more time. Which is crazy. So you need those points. Because that not only gives you points, it keeps points away from them. So that's why I say I think the Winter Classic is a must win. Yeah, like you play the Chicago on January 2nd, and then you don't play Chicago until we are in Chicago February 26th. And then you're done. I'm just double checking. So that means we're going to have. Yep, you're done after that. So basically you play Chicago. We're going to have two and a half months of no Chicago. Yeah. So they need to get things figured out and not rely on other teams to do the work. Yep. That's the problem. That's you got to take care of your own business. 100% that's the problem. Yep. So let's see. Let's get this last game. Then we'll uh, get to wrapping things up so we can get to watching the game. Uh, The Blues play the Oilers here. And the Oilers are about similar records here. Uh, You know, Oilers are in the playoff spot in the Pacific right now. The Blues are currently in the third just like them. So two teams that are – evenly matched i would say i think there's a lot more speed on edmonton but we have a lot more uh talent. structure and talent yep. yeah depth i guess you could say yes so early on uh kyle Brodziak steals the puck off there's many just a lot of sloppy defense on both sides of this game where mm-hmm. a lot of turnovers on both ends uh, especially i edmonton's defense man i'm surprised they're winning this many games i agree and it should it, i was just like jesus christ guys we should be winning this game a lot yeah to nothing and not happening Kyle Brozik gets his fifth of the year from Shattenkirk. Steals the puck in the slot and rifles a, spot, a shot past Cam Talbot. Uh, so Carter Hutton actually is giving Jake Allen a breather finally in this game, which sure. we were calling for or he should have had a break a while ago. I think I that was part of the issue. He I needed, think so. I think he needed a break. So we have back-to-backs here. They're playing Dallas tonight. This is last night at home. So the Blues playing well here and standing about the blue line. I think that's what they need to do instead of backing in. Yep, that's kind of I a agree. strategy. That's not this game. It's every game. They kind of let guys back in, then kind of force them to the outside and hope for a turnover. Mm-hmm. I really don't like that. I'd rather kind of 
stand up more towards the blue line instead of backing in. And I think it's part of the problem, but who knows? So some guy named Tyler Pitlick gets his eighth of the year from Leon Dreisaitl. Off the face off again. Uh, it's a continuing theme. And, he, and this is when uh, right after an icing call, after a controversial kind of icing call, yeah. uh, Reeves was taken down, I think, by, by our buddy Pat Maroon. And uh, there's no call, and the puck went by him and was icing. So everybody's kind of booing, and then Dreisaitl wins it to Pitlick, who rifles a shot past Carter Hutton, who's been playing pretty decently, and he winds up. If it wasn't for him, this game could have been out of hand uh, in the second and third period. I agree. So I think he held his ground. I thought he was kind of struggling the last couple of times, which is I think is one of the reasons why Allen played a lot of games. Yes. But I think uh, he played really well this game. Yeah, I don't think you can fault him on anything in this game. So uh, right after Pitlick uh, scores less than about 30 seconds later, Vladimir Tarasenko gets his 16th of the year from Fabry and Pareko. Great rebound. Uh, Fabry takes a shot from the high slot, and it goes a weird angle, almost to the red line, like the red goal, the goal line, line in the corner. And Tarasenko just throws it towards the net, and Talbot was laking it back to the net and uh, goes in. So we'll take it. So at the 12-17 mark, moves up 2-1. to one. Uh, Believe it or not, it stays that way through the second period. But uh, – our buddy Pat Maroon gets his ninth of the year from Davidson and Dreisaitl. St. Louis floor hockey MVP. <laughs> champion. Forget champion. Throw that in there. Five-time champion. And, and also my Disney buddy. And your Disney buddy. Don't forget that. We're on the same flight. Did anyone Disney. reach out to Phil for comment? Uh, I'm sure Phil was there. Side note to this thing, though, but there's a very awesome interview with yeah, him afterwards, is. which you need to go check out. As much as we give kind of like we joke and stuff. We do. No, he's, he, was a, he was a nice dude when we met him and Pat's stuff. Pat's a phenomenal even, even, dude. Even though I chirped him by accident. <laughs> and I thought he was going to kill me. I beat him in the face off, so we're good. <laughs> so we're good. We're good. Um, no, there is a great piece about him finally scoring in St. Louis and his son getting to see it, which is cool. And he, uh, he had kind of had an interview with uh, Sportsnet and kind of broke down and stuff. And it was a very cool thing to watch. He saw he was really moved by it and everything. So Blues keep it tied 2-2 going to the third at the end of the third. So another blown third period lead. So at least we're being consistent. And Three games stuff. in a row? Yes. And you're like, Jesus Christ. And they've had they had a couple of really good uh, – on this OT, a good shift followed by a really bad one. Boy, oh, boy. Was it the – which one was it? Was it the Steen, Perron, and – Yes. Shattenkirk or – who was I think our, it was Shankirk. Shankirk or was it Bowmeister? I can't. It was one of the two. I think it was Shankirk. They just like cycled at the blue line and like kept cycling, and then they finally just dumped it in because they got tired. Yeah, it was, like, it, it was went nowhere. 40, went nowhere. Yeah, it was like forty-five seconds, and everybody's like, "What are they doing?" And then uh, as they changed, the rush kind of happened, and this is where the goal happens. Uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Ryan Nugent Hopkins gets his sixth of the year. The Nuge from Connor McDavid, who's his twenty-eighth assist of the year. Just crazy. And uh, Sakara uh, at the 255 mark of overtime, and they win it off a kind of a backdoor feed in the slot, and then uh, just right over Carter, Carter Hutton's right pad. So, Blue is not a good week overall. We're looking at what was that one, three, and one? Yep. Three blow leads in the third. So, you're looking at uh, five points left on the table. Yeah, so if you got even half of those, I mean, they're talking, you're cutting. And then, so now after that, Chicago won in San Jose, you're 10 points back. And Minnesota's up to seven in a row. After the uh, after the overtime loss last night, I believe we are nine back. Yeah, so we got nine now. So One point back of Minnesota. And we're, and we're one, I think we have one game in hand on uh, Chicago. Chicago. But, but Minnesota's, Minnesota's got a ton of games in hand. Yeah, they could be, basically they have enough, I think, to 
tie Chicago if they win out. I think they're four games back, yeah. and I think if they win those four, they're right there. So I still think the bottom's going to fall out of that team. I just don't think that they're that talented of a group. It'll happen. I mean, just so you never know. Like, it's new coach. Like, that's why I thought the one year with we played them, like, eventually when we gonna, when's Dubnik going to start letting in goals? And yeah. who knows? He, he's streaky. Believer. He's streaky. So, who knows? Yeah. Last year he was okay, and they had to go to Kemper. So, and he was streaky at best. So, who knows what's going to happen there? Like I said, I, I don't. if the Blues get, a, like, a wild card, I'd rather play a team from the Pacific right now. Oh, for sure. I feel more comfortable. As long as that team is not the San Jose Sharks or the LA Kings. Yeah, and unfortunately, that's to be one of the two teams we'd play. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're, in, I think the Sharks are in first right now. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I'd rather play the Kings right now. Just because I, th- I just think the star power is, I think the the shine is what because they don't yeah, have quick King, right now. They're not the Kings that they were the two years. So that I think they, you might be able to sneak a first round, and then hopefully somebody knocks out Chicago, and somebody not, you know, some of the, and then you kind of hopefully move along. Because Nashville has not been what they're we thought no, they were going to be this no, year. They haven't. Uh, Colorado's got awful. Colorado's Dallas awful. is not what Dallas, we were thinking they were. Dallas, be. we thought would at least be at the same where they were last year, yep. but some for reason missing Goligoski is right. Got that team messed up, and they also missing Johnny Oduya who got hurt too. Yep. So they Phoenix they're defense. Winnipeg is a big question mark for me. They kind of have the streak where they win a couple, then they lose a bunch, and then they win a couple, then they lose a bunch. So they have potential, I think, but I think they're still – I think with line A there, I think they're a couple years away still. I agree. They get their goaltending fixed. I think they'll be in I good agree. shape. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be an interesting thing. I think I really think the Blues are going to be in that 1-2-3 mark, probably 2-3 area. Yeah, I would think so. I think you're looking at – you're probably going to look at Minnesota or Chicago in the playoffs. I mean, obviously, we're still 50 games away. Sure. From, so, But I'm saying right now, if you kind of have the base on where things are looking right now, um, unless like Nashville goes on a run or Winnipeg or whoever, they, and those obviously can happen because look at Minnesota who's won eight in a row. Um, but I think those are the two teams you're going to have to like – when you play them from now on, you have to make a statement. Oh, for sure. I mean, not saying every game you have to, but... Two left against Chicago, three left against Minnesota, I believe. I think so. I will double-check on that. But, but yeah, it's... Look, it's it's weird to think that we're not... We're a week out from Christmas, and we're already talking about must-win games, but, you know... I think it's a psyche must-win, though. Like, you win... 100%. I think because because of how the Blues have lost, and because of the way the playoffs shape up now and, and, and this division where this division is so good where you lose two games and you can drop. Yeah, so, I mean, you need to. We're only playing Minnesota, believe it or not, uh, two times, two more times, and it's at Minnesota. So, basically, the two teams <laughs> you need to beat to is Minnesota and Chicago, and we have to win on the road where we have not been good this year. So, not good at all. So, coming up this week, the Blues have uh, a couple of games – like tonight, we play in Dallas, uh, which will be starting in a couple minutes. We'll get out of here. Then at Tampa Bay on Thursday, and then we get the little Christmas break where the Blues have the, one of the longest Christmas breaks. They have five days off between games, so and they're going to be at home with the last two. Technically, the next three games. The 28th is uh, with Philly coming to town, who was 10-game winning streak, just got broken by Dallas. Uh, Nashville will be in town on the 30th. And then, of course, the big game on January 2nd, uh, Chicago will be in town. So getting to that game. So we are starting to finalize our plans for the Winter Classic. And we want to include everyone who listens. We're going to be putting a lot of stuff on the Facebooks and Twitter. 
Uh, so we'll make a kind of official announcement here. So starting at uh, 10 o'clock in the morning, probably earlier, but we'll say 10 o'clock just so we make sure we're set up and not, yep. you know, <laughs> scrambling, trying to figure things out. Sorry, 10 o'clock in the morning. You can come visit. Uh, Chris should be down there. I'll be there. Okay, Chris will be there. Ashley will be there. We'll be at 641 South Broadway. It's the lot. It's pretty much under 40. We're right. Yeah. Up, we're about a block away from the damn usual statue. If we're in between you, the stadium and patios. Pretty much. So if you're going patios, stop on by. Yep. We're going to hang out. Um, we're going to have some sauce toss games. We're going to have a couple of things to give away. Um, just come on say hi. We're going to be recording uh, here and there. Uh, just to kind of give people that we're seeing. I think a couple of the other podcast guys are coming by. Anybody who just genuinely wants to come hang out, you're more than welcome to come by. I think we'll probably have – there'll probably be food everywhere, no matter where you're going, pretty much. Yeah. And just a general atmosphere. We'll have – we're going to hopefully – Fingers things, crossed. Fingers crossed, as long as uh, things work out the way I'm planning in my head. We're going to have the game on. We'll have a TV now set up uh, in the parking lot. Uh, hopefully, if everything falls in the right spot like I'm planning. It's too bad we can't get one of those giant inflatable screens. I I looked into it, honestly, but it's like some of them are so big. It's so expensive and so big because they do have them to rent at the uh, Handyman. Like I found oh, really? out they do. I tried to pull some strings, and I just I asked for the size, and it's just so massive. Like It's like this massive freaking screen. And, Is it like movies, movie screen yeah, size? Yeah. Wow. It's huge. Like, so I was like, ugh, can't really do that. So, But we're going to have a TV set up, have the game on. Just come on by and say hi. Bring a chair. If you're not going to the game yeah. and you want to have part of the, some of the atmosphere and you don't want to deal with the BS that's going to be yeah. Ballpark Village, bring a lawn chair. Come hang out. Because there's going to be a lot of stuff going on Ballpark Village. They announced a bunch of stuff. We'll probably make our way down there, hang out. I think earlier we're going to try to – we're getting down there super early just to set up and then probably make a quick trip to Ballpark Village, see all the sites at least because that's the only time I'll be down there because I won't be able to make the uh, alumni game now. Why? Uh, I have to. I had to buy new tires, so I have no money now. That's weak. I trust me. If it wasn't seven hundred seventy-five dollars, I would uh, uh, gladly spend the money. But it's just like if I had parking for that day and a ticket, it just adds up. Unfortunately, yeah. which sucks. Disappointing. But anyway, on the positive things, we are going to tailgate, and I'm going to put all my energy into that now. So I won't have to go. worry about trying to get to the alumni game. We'll be on TV. I'll make a day of it here, hang out with the family. So, but tailgating. It, weather, I'm kind. I looked kind of out as far as I could, and leading up to that, it looks like it's supposed to be in the 40s. Hopefully, the weather holds up and it's not going to be raining or snowing or anything. Technically, I'll take light snow. That would sure. be kind of a nice little atmospheric thing. But we'll be right there under 40. Just come on by. It's a fenced-in lot. Just look up 641 South Broadway. So we're right near patios. We're right near. There's another lot that's right near Bush Stadium. Uh, just. You know, I think it's virtually catty corner from patios. If you're at patios looking out, we're on the left. If you look out, yes. put your, it's right at the left-hand side. Uh, so it's a re- really good spot. Uh, we got a lot of people already committed to coming down. and It'll be cool, man. It would be really cool to get a whole bunch of Blues fans out there and uh, just kind of celebrate that this is kind of a big – I mean, it is a big thing for the Blues. Yeah, so this is something that's probably in our lifetime not going to happen again, more than likely, or very well, hard, very hard. Yeah. I don't know if we'll get – we may get a stadium series. I don't know if we're going to get another Winter Classic. but Yeah, we have another Winter Classic would be hard to get by unless they wind up getting that soccer stadium in yeah, gear. Which I that see us getting a uh, stadium series stadium from series that game. if that happens, which yeah. that might not happen now according to our things I read. So, anyway. We'll see what happens. But that's our big announcement. All three of us will be down there having fun, 
drinks will be flowing, food will be food will be around. I know Chris will be at the game. I'll be there watching the whole time. We're and then we have at least a hand, like at least six people there to be watching the game. That'll be awesome. So we're gonna have the like I said, sauce toss game, and we're gonna just I'm gonna set up. I'll announce something on the next podcast. I'm gonna try to set up something where you can win something. Maybe play one of us in sauce toss for sure. And if whoever gets uh, the most points gets something. I got a bunch of blues stuff. I'm looking to give away the first ten people who beat us get stuff. I think we're gonna do. I think I have that marked off over there. That'll be fun. Yeah. So it's gonna be awesome. So. Let's just wrap it up here. So if the, you want to get a hold of us on the Twitter at Blues Hockey NHL, let us know if you're going to make it to the game then at Blues Hockey NHL or down to the tailgate or on the Facebook uh, Blues Hockey Podcast on Facebook or email us at blueshockeypodcast at gmail.com and on the website blueshockeypodcast.net. And that should be everything is everything I got. Oh, remember to rate us on iTunes because remember we're giving, we're giving away – the deadline is going to be the alumni game. So on December 31st, rate us by then. We'll check all submissions out. We'll do a little giveaway. Ashley will broadcast it on the Facebooks. And whoever has their name in the hat who's rated us so far, we have, I think, eight ratings. So we thank you for those eight people who went out and rated us. Just, re- just remember to take a picture of it or let us know that you rated us so yep. we can put your name in the hat. So I have like three of the eight people have told me it's them. So yeah. please let me know if you rated us. So it's very important. And thank you for all that. So we, I mean, it's gonna be kind of tough the next week, isn't it? Yeah, it's Christmas on Sunday. Thank, thankfully, there's not a lot of hockey. Yeah, the Blues play tonight, one more game. Yeah, and then they're on a five day break until the thirtieth. Yeah. So we. Uh, yeah. So I got nothing going on. Yeah, I'm you're off. off. Week until, I'm you're off, off. Work until the third. So. You're off. I'm not. But that's all right. We can still squeeze it in like we did tonight. We squeeze one in. Sure. Phrasing. And we'll go from there. So, like, if not, I will make something real quick, and I'll put something out there just to make sure people know what is going on. Correct. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening, and we will talk to you soon.